0: This show is a member of the RPG Academy Network.
1: She's a and roll play baby, and she a
0: You're listening to episode 21 of She's a Super Geek, the actual play RPG podcast highlighting women as GMs. I'm Sanda, and on today's episode, my co-host Emily and I are joined by Katrina Ostrander of Fantasy Flight Games and Darcy Ross of Contessa to continue our playthrough of End of the World Wrath of the Gods. The End of the World series, including Zombie Apocalypse, Wrath of the Gods, and the newest book in the series, Alien Invasion, are available at your friendly local gaming store or online at fantasyflightgames.com. Please stay tuned after the show for a very special announcement. Previously on She's a Super Geek, Emily, Senda, and Darcy are traveling through the snow-covered streets, attempting to find safety from both the freezing cold and the strange undead creatures that appear to be attacking everyone. Suddenly, all three of us were struck by different visions.
2: You wake back up, and you're back in your car. Whoa. (laughs)
3: <laughs> is the car still moving? Have I crashed it into a snowbank?
2: <laughs> no, you guys had stopped to pick up the passenger. And okay. it has rolled a little bit because you think that your foot came off the brake. But not very much because of the snow and it's so flat here.
3: Okay, I kind of like look around and see if the guy's in the car. And if he is, I'm going to like put the pedal down.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, he is. Um, and he is kind of shaking his head. uh totally blown away and he's like did you guys just see that I, I, I saw, saw s- snow monsters something what did you see uh, oh my god it is horrible I I saw like a sword swinging and toward my neck toward my head and then all was red what did you guys see Um, well,
0: a long journey that I couldn't complete in a really cold, bad ending kind of way.
3: I had a similar thing. Uh, Lots of snow, a bit of a journey, and uh, I was carrying something or somebody, but I couldn't make it in the end. I collapsed.
1: Yeah, snow-like waves that monsters came out of. Oh, (laughs) God.
2: The guy that you guys picked up is just kind of looking at all of you, just like that. That was freaky. Why? Do you guys have like drugs in the car or something? Was going on? Like, why were we all just tripping at the same time? Hey, man, it didn't start until you got here. It's true. I kind of who are maybe you? Anyway, brought it with you. <laughs> I don't know, man. This is screwed up. What the hell are you guys doing? Does he smell like drugs? No, he doesn't.
1: Okay, I don't know what drugs
2: smell like, <laughs> yeah, so like I, guess I wouldn't know what do anyway. drugs smell like, Emily? <laughs> yeah. It's just kind of like, does he smell weird, no, maybe? No, he doesn't. He doesn't smell weird. You can't really smell much of anything because it's so cold. Um, but he doesn't smell strange in any way. Look, um, I think we all know something really strange is going on
0: because there are corpses with glowing red eyes chasing us through the streets.
2: So for the moment, why don't we just keep going? Yeah. He uh, kind of grimly nods and says, Yeah, all right. Thanks for picking me up, by the way. This is this is screwed up.
3: Ugh. Are you from Fantasy
2: Flight? I game there sometimes. I was there to play mm-hmm. some X-Wing with my buddies, but we booked it out of the back, and uh, they went for their cars, but I don't know where they went, so I didn't uh drive here so i was just gonna walk back to my place all right well i'm Sanda. that's emily that's darcy what's your name i
0: am mike okay mike do you have any weapons on
2: you (laughs) no not really do you know any safe places uh my yeah are you a local yeah my, uh, <laughs> we're not from here <laughs> my apartment is uh right behind the source which if you guys aren't from here it's another game store in the area but uh if you guys want to drive back to my place and drop me off or if you guys want to stay inside i guess that would be okay is your apartment um blockadeable is it is it on the first floor? Is it on the second floor? It's kind of on the second floor. It's, like, split. Kind of. But, I mean, there's a lot of people there. I mean, it's... Wait, are those zombies? I have no idea.
1: I feel like they're definitely undead. Okay. But the fact that it's getting colder makes me wonder if they're not zombies in the traditional sense.
2: Okay, so they're not gonna, like, bite us and turn us into zombies. Probably. We don't
1: know that. Let's not rule it out. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Your guess is as good as ours. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I mean, I guess we could blockade it. I never thought that not having many windows would be useful, but, uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, and he starts giving you directions, and as you guys start following his directions, it's really close by, he says, you see people kind of panicked? Mm Mm-hmm like, exiting various stores nearby, like, there's a Chili's that you guys pass, and then there's, like, a mall to your left, um, after he has you turn onto Fairview, which is heading south, and, uh, there's more of those Draugr, and they're going after those people, and the, the road is suddenly getting a lot more, um, congested as people are trying to drive away from these draugr, and you see just accident after accident as people are trying to evade um, other people who have taken to the street, um, trying to negotiate the snow that is piling up and the draugr that are coming out of you don't know where. They're, they're just starting to swarm. Um The area, and it's a couple of close calls, Darcy, as you have to like mostly deal with these other people who have crashed their cars into each other or into things.
3: so is this still like in the direction vaguely of like the airport because if mm-hmm. i if I see it getting this congen okay, fair. Um I don't know if I really want to stop in a crowded apartment place. What do you guys think?
1: yeah, i yeah. I think we should keep going to the airport, yeah.
3: Mike, we can drop you off uh, to deal with us, or you can come with us to the airport.
2: Uh, I would rather be at home. So, uh, here. If you guys can just drop me off at the next, like, block, intersection, I can just walk home. It's only, like, five-minute walk from there. I'll be okay. Um, All right, take this mop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> as you uh, come up to the next intersection where you can drop him <laughs> off, uh, he... Confusedly takes them up from you and kind of salutes in a sort of good luck, you're on your own gesture. As he opens the door to leave, you get another like burst of cold air, and it seems even colder than it was before. It is not a happy place outside right now. And the snow is still coming down. It's near whiteout conditions. The wind is howling. You're not sure, you've never seen any sort of snowstorm like this before in your lives. It is way colder, way snowier, way windier um, than you ever remember seeing. What temperature does my phone say that it is? Your phone isn't getting a signal for weather. And uh, as that happens, you also seem to be losing 3G. Oh boy. Shit. Cell phone networks also at this point. Um it's kinda like sporadic in and out. You've only got like a single bar. Which is kind of strange. Oh
3: man. Can we look up the directions to the nearest airport? I'd say we just go to the first sanctuary like place we can find. And maybe just like Agree. write them down on like I have a notebook in my bag or something. In yeah. case all phone stuff goes down.
2: Um so Emily, you can translate the directions. Right. To the closest one is St. Paul. It's also the smaller one. And you can write down the directions. um, And then you notice that your GPS on off is reading as GPS off. Which means you don't have a signal to the GPS satellites anymore.
1: Okay. I don't have a signal to the GPS satellites anymore.
0: I'm going to try calling 911 again, even though I'm no longer expecting a response. It's just
2: dead air you don't even get a oh ringtone uh you can hear <laughs> sirens in the distance the sirens that you began to hear before pretty much haven't stopped since uh, since that happened
0: i am i are we still getting any sort of 3g at all it's got one bar it's got one bar i'm going to try to post something to twitter <laughs> of course right. you are. I know. <laughs> what are you posting to Twitter? Um I'm I'm posting um a picture of the snowstorm with someone running from a dragger and um in all caps, help, please send National
2: Guard and then like where we are. <laughs> Alright. So uh as you pull <laughs> up Twitter can- <laughs> to uh to post that you see uh, a couple of posts from people in your feed, and do you have any people that you follow in the New York metro and northeast area or on the California west coast area? Yes. Both. Okay, <laughs> so the people on the west coast are seemingly posting frantically about um, a horrific tsunami that has taken out most of California coast. And your Northeast friends, um, those of them that are in, you don't see anything from those who are in the immediate vicinity of New York, but for those who are a little bit out or just on the Northeast in general, they are posting World War Three, and it is the end of the world, and man, I wish that vaults were real. Hashtag Fallout 4.
3: Oh my gosh, that's unfortunate.
1: Oh no phil (laughs) i don't know what that means so
2: phil and chris in buffalo (laughs) yeah so uh there seems to be mass panic uh you manage to upload your file and you see others like it from all over the country uh before at a certain point twitter just stops loading it cannot like Server error, cannot load tweets. And that is the end of your, uh, your Twitter contact.
0: <sighs> um. <laughs> so, guys, <laughs> I have some bad news. Worse than this? Yeah, it looks like we just lost most of California, and the East Coast is pretty much saying World War Three just
1: started. Does that mean they're mm. being invaded or that there are more of these zombie red-eyed things?
2: There is one other picture that you saw someone take from the east coast and that is of a mushroom cloud. <gasps> Holy
0: crap. Uh, no, it's Shit. It's it's like world war III. <laughs> like it's um, nuclear. <laughs> it's nuclear. Oh my god. Um uh I like we need to find, a, I don't think flying anywhere at this point is going to do us any good, but the airport is probably still our best bet to find some sort of National Guard bunker or something. like. Hospitals? I, I think we kinda, Hospitals
3: can be fortified hospital? in certain areas. Um.
0: I think we need to find some place that has
1: a long-term food supply yeah. and yeah. its own generator and no windows. So we're going to Walmart. <laughs> No, I will say this. I um, have worked in a hospital and I've been part of emergency response teams and training. Um, Not uh, (laughs) of this magnitude have I ever been a part of individually, (laughs) but I do know that um, we would be very much in probably in the way at a hospital, but they would also be able to accommodate us because they know people would be coming who aren't who aren't injured. But this is, the t- this is the kind of crisis where if you're, if you're bleeding out, doctors are going to leave you because you're yeah. dead and move on to somebody they can probably save.
0: So there's no great plan, so I say we continue with our current plan.
1: Sounds good. Um, maybe we'll keep an
3: eye out for stuff we see out- outside of the road if something comes up that looks promising. I almost like yes. wonder if yeah. like m- an old mineshaft might be useful, but it might be more murdery on us than, uh, than Savy <laughs> so maybe not I just <laughs> spitballing places that could possibly no. be safe
0: bunkers right I mean is uh, that's what we want I don't know the Twin Cities area very well is it the kind of place that would have old bunkers
1: <laughs> there's a just- lot of old buildings like super old buildings particularly in downtown St. Paul because mm-hmm. that's the state capital
2: There are probably some fallout shelters down there. You're thinking, I think
1: Macalester College actually might have one.
2: Yeah, like I saw that
1: on a tour. That would be amazing.
2: A college would be, you know, I don't
3: want to go necessarily to a downtown area, like gather more resources, but it might be a hotbed of terror and no driving.
1: Right. (laughs) It's close, it's on Grand Avenue. It's it's close to St. Paul downtown, but it's not in St. Paul downtown. And it's um, about. Five to ten minutes away from Minneapolis Saint Paul International Airport. That sounds pretty good. Yeah, it's, it's let's go.
2: Yeah, from what you guys, I'm assuming that you drew a little bit of a map too, in addition to just having directions. Um, yes, you're thinking that if you get on this road called S- Snelling, which is only one block over from where you guys are right now, um, you that can goes take into that the heart down. Yeah, you can take that down to the part of Saint Paul where McAllister College is. You're just noticing. <laughs> Guys, I actually know where
1: we are. And I have a oh. terrible sense of direction.
2: <laughs> oh, my
1: God. It's a miracle. I actually applied to McAllister too, but I do not remember where it is. But that's part of my bad memory. <laughs> oh, right? uh, my, When my mom was taking, she was taking some grad-level courses at St. Thomas University for a summer. We lived in McAllister College Housing.
0: Oh, yeah, you, like, really actually know where it is. I just did, like, a...
1: I was there for a day.
0: <laughs> All right. Interesting.
2: Okay. So, Darcy, <laughs> you have uh, quite the snow bank to drive through. Like, yes. the The snow is actually starting to drift more, and driving is becoming more and more treacherous, and the number of cars that have been abandoned on the road is also proving to be really difficult. So you guys are able to get... Pretty much to the state fair area, which is on snelling, before the the roads just become pretty much unpassable. You're not sure like unless you come and do a snow plow, you're not sure how you're going to get further south on this road.
3: Okay. You hey guys, I think we may have to hoof it from here.
0: Yeah. Um, hey, you've got this bicycle in the back.
3: <laughs> yeah. i I don't know if we could bike through the
1: snowdrifts.
2: i don't know either um i don't think so not uh not the kind of snow that's gonna stop a a car we would be
1: better off hunkering down and uh, actually letting the snow like pile over us as long as we're in an enclosed space we'll be able to survive the night with our body heat that's true i hate that i know that (laughs) I (laughs) I never thought something
2: like that would come in handy well it is the end of the world Uh, any survival tricks that you have are going to be useful so yeah do you guys want to stay in the car do you guys want to check out the state fairgrounds Um, do you guys want to head a little bit west which is where according to your map um, because you can keep looking at it in offline mode because it downloaded a little Mm -hmm. bit there's Como Park and Como Zoo To the east, otherwise to the west. Immediately is the state fairgrounds. A zoo sounds like a terrible idea. (laughs) I I have big tranquilizers. (laughs)
0: Oh, all of those um, places though are really open. Yeah, and if it's still getting colder and colder and colder out, so I don't know. That's our immediate area. How far? So we think
3: Snelling is like the road that will eventually take us to this college, right? Yeah, but it's like quite a ways down. Yes, we're gonna pass this stuff,
1: okay? Mm. Yeah, you're gonna. How dark is it? Pass through like all of Minneapolis, I think. If oh, wow. I'm thinking of. So the- again, I'm not great with directions, but I think that that's <laughs> if we're if we're heading south and picking you know picking up Snelling, going south, I think.
2: Yeah. So what'll actually happen is that you guys will stay in Saint Paul, Saint Paul like, borders Minneapolis oh, okay. to, to the east, and McAllister is, like, in the uptown area, like, latitudinally from Minneapolis. So you guys are actually going to go south of the Minneapolis downtown in order to get to McAllister, but the way that the river and the cities are situated. Um, you guys would just stay on Snelling, and it looks like it would only be, like, a 40-minute walk from the state fairgrounds to McAllister. Okay.
3: Is it, is it late at night now or?
2: According to your phone, it's about 8.30 in the evening, but because of how the cloud cover is going on, um, you can't tell. There's no like moon or stars to tell um, what's going on. You can't see them through the clouds. Are the street lamps and everything still functioning for now? <laughs>
0: oh, that's a really reassuring answer.
1: I thought I'd be better, I'm not going to lie. I thought I'd be better in a situation like this. <laughs> I thought I ha- I thought there'd be a much easier, clearer plan. There isn't. No, there's
0: I mean, I've always known I would be terrible in a situation <laughs> like this. And you know what? I'm I'm terrible. You know, if
3: uh, I were by my home base, I'd have so many options, but in a, in a strange right. place.
1: Yeah, that's, that's the big thing. If I was at home, I
0: think, so So here's the thing, right? As the car starts to slowly cool off as we're sitting in it, it's safer for hypothermia's sake to stay in the car, right? And hope that it's warmer tomorrow. But if it's not warmer tomorrow, then...
3: Causing more trouble for ourselves.
0: Yeah, we're just staying here always. Um, If we try to brave it to McAllister. then we have that chance of finding... A warm an place. actual, maybe safe place. I mean, if we're on foot, we're going to pass more places along the way that we might be able to try to.
3: I think we should go, partly because of the Twitter situation. It doesn't sound like this will wrap up nice and neat by 8 a.m. tomorrow morning.
0: Yeah. That's, I think we might want to... That's kind of my thought, is it's kind of a now or never situation like we may not want to be sitting out here in a car in just random place if world war three spreads to the middle of the country <laughs> okay yeah did you see what they meant by world war three yeah this picture right here <laughs> this mushroom cloud right but here who's who sent who set off the bomb I I really don't know, but that's, like, Phil took that picture from Buffalo, and that is New York City.
1: <laughs> oh, my God.
0: Yeah, so, um, I got, I mean, I hope they're okay, but, like, wow, I we can't do anything to help anybody on that coast, and can't do anything to help anybody on the West Coast, so, like, we just gotta... Right now, I think we just got to survive the night. Like, let's, let's, let's make a pact, ladies. Hands in.
3: <laughs> Sounds good.
0: We're going to survive tonight. <laughs> Break. Okay. So if we're going to walk, is there anything else in your car we can bring? Like, do you keep... I live in Colorado, so there's <gasps> always blankets
1: in the car. Do you have <laughs> one of those
0: tire irons? Um... Like oh. to to get the lug nuts oh. off, changing. Oh yeah.
3: Um. So there's definitely okay. So this car, like I said, would- if we had to, like, there's so much crap in here. I wish I knew where she parked it because I would be very interested to go check. Um, <laughs> and and it happens to be very useful. So there are at least a bunch of blankets. Um, kind of those like really soft, fluffy ones. There's a number of those. Um, with like her university's like logo on them. There's uh there is a spare tire in there because it would get stolen. If it was on the back, like it's supposed to be, um, and I think there's probably a jack, and yeah. uh, and I don't know if there's an actual tire iron. Like, are those common? I don't. I haven't owned a car in so long.
1: I I wouldn't know. If
2: I'm thinking of the tire iron, that yeah. uh, how
1: else do you get the lug nuts off?
2: They have like a smaller thing. It's not like a tire iron, like broom not sized. Like a long it's one. smaller. Yeah. But
1: it's enough that if you chucked it at somebody... It would hurt. It would hurt. Mm
2: -hmm. Yes.
0: Yeah. So let's... We can add more blankets on top of us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's all I can think of. Like, lock it up and... Does
3: does she have food in here? There are 100% snacks. Uh, In an emergency, (laughs) I would feel inclined to eat them. There's also probably some, like, leftover like Coke that's been there God knows how long. So um, we can kind of scrounge right. a little bit of food, probably nothing right. like a whole meal, but sure. if we're going to go walk, I would probably eat anything I see in that car.
1: Right. <laughs> and it also might be good in case we need to barter for something. True. Yeah. I have a couple of granola bars that
0: I always have in my con bag that I was. Uh-huh. Yeah, me you know, too. The game yep. bag, but that's about it. Um, so yeah, let's, Eat the chips, take the blankets. Yeah, eat the (sighs) chips,
1: take the blankets. (laughs) Leave the gun, take the cannoli. (laughs) If she has a gun, we're taking the gun. (laughs) That's a good point. I
0: wish
3: wish she did. I have some mace, though, for all the good it's going to do us. Well, we don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I have the mace. I have my Batman toolkit thing. (laughs) (laughs) Multi-tool.
2: Well, you guys are uh, taking stock. If you start rummaging through Cat's bag, you can yes. get a fuller picture of what she all of what she had in there, and that includes ibuprofen. She had a couple of band aids. She had some mints, um, a Girl Scout Swiss Army knife. Oh, nice! Hair ties. In her awesome. wallet, uh, she's got lots of change. No cash. <laughs> but lots of credit cards, a non-winning Powerball ticket (laughs) she hasn't taken out yet, there's a nail file, cold and heartburn medicine, a car phone charger, randomly, napkins, a single-serve wipe, miscellaneous lip balms, you think you find at least four of them, and (laughs) dice, pens, pencils, and a Sharpie.
1: Your bag sounds a lot like my bag. (laughs) Yeah, it's very
0: similar to... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what comes with Maeda games in the game bag? Um, yep. Well, we're just going to take that whole thing with us still. Okay. And I just, uh, I'm just trying to think if there's anything else, standard car wise, that we should grab before we make our attempt. <laughs> I mean, we're going to end up walking through downtown. Is that right? You're going to be walking through. Um- we're going to end up walking through buildings and stuff if we need to duck into things we could duck into things and then keep going.
2: Yes, they it isn't um a downtown area, but it is a fairly populated area down by University Avenue and ninety-four is the major interstate that snelling hits mm. on its way down toward McAllister.
1: Uh am I remembering is there a target on the on Snelling on the way to McAllister?
2: You guys have already passed it. You guys took Fairview, and then took... Oh, okay. Um, you guys have already passed the target, but you could go backwards, up north mm. to the target.
0: No. Uh, but
2: we should definitely grab that WD-40
0: that you were saying, Darcy. WD-40,
3: I don't know how much is in it, but it's the only, like, other weird little useful item I can think of That's in that there. is yeah. in there. Okay. Besides blocks of 2x4s, which are kind of too heavy to really care about bringing. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, I don't know... I mean, I can see situations in which they'd be useful, but probably not to the point of wanting to hike with them (laughs) for 40 minutes through a snowstorm.
3: Okay. Let's get on the road. Tie some blankets around me. Yep. Around my bag.
0: (laughs) Put them on like capes. (laughs) Yep. Wearing blanket capes (laughs) over our winter gear.
2: (laughs) It's really cold. Uh, Even colder than it was before. You're not sure how that was possible, but uh, it's almost as if putting your feet as you walk through the snow, like it's almost warmer a little bit under the snow than it is with the wind coming at you from the north. Um, It seems to be a northerly wind. And you guys begin trekking south toward McAllister College. The promised land of freedom, <laughs> apparently. Uh,
1: and this podcast is brought to you today by McAllister College,
2: one of the most expensive colleges in the area. <laughs> yes. one of the most, e- and was the second place on Earth to fly the UN flag. Oh, funny. something like that, huh? Yeah. Oh man, if only Zoe were here. Zoe is an art director at FFG, and she went to McAllister College, so she would be <laughs> all about, uh, you yeah, this thing about McAllister and that. <laughs> and anyway, you guys begin your trek. So, we hopped out, and we're
0: trekking through the snow, and I'm assuming weaving between a lot of stopped cars. Yes.
2: Stopped cars. Yes. You guys popped out around the state fairgrounds. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you guys can either continue on the road, which becomes elevated over the normal ground, or you guys can follow one of the exits off the main road, but in a sort of industrial park area, and you think that you see some train tracks as well.
1: Okay, I know nothing about train tracks. And yeah. yeah.
0: Well, I mean, what if a train went by and happened to be going in the right direction? <laughs> I have too many what-ifs. I'm indecisive. Um, This is not a good scenario to be indecisive in. Um, We should just stay on the road. I mean, if we need to, we can try to get into one of these other cars and, and stay warm or something. I think we should just keep going. Yeah, we'll follow the road for now.
2: Yeah, so you guys do see some people in their cars having taken the weighted out don't get hypothermia route. But... It's not a bad route.
0: <laughs> it's fair. I just I just don't expect this to, you know... Blow over. Yeah. So we might as well take action now, as later we still have mm. food now. <laughs> mm-hmm. And
2: water. As you guys are trekking, it is very cold. You guys feel your fingers and your toes starting to go numb Oof. in the weather. You feel like it's got to be like... Double digits below zero at this Ugh. point. You're not sure how far below. I know what
3: last year Chicago negative forty plus wind chill felt like. So <laughs> it
2: feels like that <laughs> actually. That <was> horrible.
3: <sighs> I can't <sighs> believe I'm out in this for more than ten seconds. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And here we are walking through yeah. it. Yikes. Okay, well, when we all can't feel our hands and our feet, we should say something so that we can try to find shelter yeah. for a little bit. Good idea. Are there
3: houses yeah. around? So, where are we passing right
0: now?
2: Yeah, you guys are passing through an industrial park. Okay. Um, but you guys can see, like, further down, like, buildings that you think might be apartment buildings. And those are to the east area. Mm. Otherwise, um, if you guys continue onward, you're pretty sure that you see neighborhoods picking back up right after the train tracks. There's a motel sign that only has part of its lights <laughs> kind of up. Mm-hmm. So there's lots of buildings going forward. You're pretty sure that you're going to be able to make it there before you suffer from frostbite. Okay. And keep going, yeah. You keep going down. Um, you get close and you think in the distance, though it's hard to see because of all the snow. It kind of reminds you of a college campus, but it's only been about ten minutes of walking. More troubling than that, however, are the strange grunting sounds that seem to be echoing through the buildings in this area, and you feel like you hear something walking, something large. You're not sure
3: what do you do? I like to like run in between some houses or something, like kind of get. So we're not quite so exposed. Is there an obvious spot to do that in?
2: You can either hide among this large building that reminds you vaguely of a gymnasium, or you can go into the motel parking lot, or there's another house that you can kind of go behind the, like in one of the alleyways, basically, for that house. Thoughts? Uh, Should we head for the alleyway?
0: I mean, it's sure. not inside, but it might be a more contained area.
1: Yeah. Right. Well, and there's also nobody who's going to say, no, you right. can't come yep. in here because it's an alley.
3: <laughs> yeah. Let's duck in yep. the alley and try to kind of keep an yep. eye out.
2: All right. So you uh, you guys duck behind um, in the alley, trying to watch to see what's going on. And you see this little squat figure running and trying to like keep himself up over the snowdrifts, and behind him is what must be eight feet tall. He seems to not be wearing clothes other than a loincloth. Um, he's large. He's carrying a giant club, and he also seems to have a sword, like the ones that you saw on the dragger before, kind of tucked into his belt and he is chasing after the short stout figure in the snow and the large eight foot tall lumbering creature is kind of like shouting, making these like loud kind of guttural animalistic noises as he like kind of hauls himself over to run after the small one. It's the Lord of the (laughs) (laughs) Ring-opolis. Yeah. What the hell is
0: happening here? Uh,
2: I don't know. I mean, does that small thing look... Like a person? uh, Yeah, yeah, it does. He's got, like, braids in his hair, and he's got quite the beard. Oh, my God. And he's wearing these, like, strange kind of fur-lined hide clothes. and Oh, jeez.
1: I have a sneaking suspicion that he knows what's happening.
0: Um, okay, well... Then um, if we feel like we want to talk to him, then we can either try and get him into the alley or we can try to distract a giant, I guess. Like we could throw these garbage cans at him. Great idea. Let's throw the garbage cans (laughs) uh, and yell at
1: the guy with the beards to come come over here. here. Yeah. Then we're going to have a giant chasing after us. Yeah. But with someone who knows what's happening. (laughs)
2: You guys, who is also running away from the giant? Yeah, (laughs) you guys actually at this moment hear a voice, um, ringing in through your mind, like kind of like another thought that you have, only it comes unbidden, and the voice is feminine and says something along the lines of, uh, "Embrace your destiny, show your true heroism, and you shall see." The paths lit for you. Oh my!
1: I start knocking over trash cans.
2: Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Don't just Someone knock them over me chuck like it.
1: let's. I can like. Yeah, I'm like. Yeah, let's throw it. <laughs> I'm like kicking it and yeah. All right. And like picking up a stick and like banging on the lid. <laughs> let's <laughs> throw it, man.
0: <laughs> okay,
2: uh, come on, Darcy. We go. Uh, One, two, yeah, three. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to drop into some structured time. Mm-hmm. AKA initiative. An initiative is really easy in the system. A GM determines who has the drop on whom. And in this case, you guys are instigating, so you guys will have initiative. The three of you can go and then everyone in the next group that would act in an order that makes sense would go. So in this case probably the troll the the thing that looks kinda like a troll from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh And then, finally, the small stout fellow would go after you guys. So, PCs, giant figure, and then short figure. So, you guys pick up trash can lids. This makes a shield, it sounds like. Mm -hmm. Yes. I have my frying pan. It is both a weapon and a shield. (laughs) All right, Emily.
1: It's very good if you're stuck in a tower.
2: It sounded yeah. like you were leading Emily. So what are you going to do?
1: <laughs> I don't need much uh prodding to embrace my own heroism. Yeah, and so I I hear that and I just um I I I look over and I see that there are uh metal trash cans and um I kick one really hard into all the others. Okay. <laughs> Clanging, Yeah, and then I'll, I'll pick up one of the lids and start hitting it with something so that it makes a much louder sound.
0: Your knife. It going all gladiator on us. I'm just saying, <laughs> it's an option. <laughs> I don't know what that means. You know, you the gladi—they—they they had the, they have their so they have their shield and then they take like their spear or their sword or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever and they beat it against their shield to intimidate their enemies.
2: Yeah, that. <laughs> You have successfully gained the attention of this creature. <laughs> I don't Senda and that. Darcy, you guys can go in whichever order you choose. Uh, I think we're trying to toss a garbage
0: can at yeah. it together.
2: Okay. So let's make an attack check, which is going to be the same way that we make normal checks. It's going to be opposed... In terms of counting up successes, so you guys have one positive die. Who's going to be the main person making this check? Because the other person is going to be giving assistance dice to them.
0: Why don't I actually do it, Darcy? Because you've taken some stress and I haven't <laughs> from a purely mechanical standpoint. I haven't taken any
3: physical stress yet.
0: Oh, okay. If Which it matters know. to you. Then you should because I'm you do are stronger. <laughs> I would like- And I'm going to give you a die. You know, I've been lifting, bro. Yeah, you've totally <laughs> been lifting. I want to go out. <laughs> Glory. <laughs>
2: All right, so you get Literally. one positive die to start with, one positive die from Send uh-huh. Us Help, yep. positive features in the physical category that you want to add to this dexterity check. I'm assuming... Uh... Circus? All right, Circus training. So throwing stuff is kind of like <laughs> juggling and stuff, right? It is, <laughs> yeah. it is. Finally, I'm going to say that this thing is pretty big, so that's going to give you an extra die to be able to hit it because there's more surface area for you to cool. hit. However. It is really cold outside, so there's definitely going to be a environmental penalty um, from this. Do you have any negative features in your... I was wondering
3: if easily winded is something I am. So if we've been running, depending on how... I mean, it sounds like this might have been taking a toll on me, Yeah, so I may just be a little weaker.
2: All right, so let's um, add a second negative yeah. die to that check. Go ahead and roll, reasonable. unless there's anything okay. else that you want to add from your side.
3: Mm. I think that's all that applies here for me. Okay. Um. I mean, yeah.
2: Actually, add one from the um, improvised weapon.
3: Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> Excellent. I can work with that. All right. Oh, man. I canceled both of the negative dice. Nice. Oh, yeah. nice. Um, and I get two successes. Okay. If it's going against the dexterity. Is it
2: dexterity? Yes. yes. It's an attacking stat. Yes, it is. <laughs>
3: Yay! Yeah, two success and, and one did not succeed. I don't know if that matters. The third, die.
2: nope. The the positive die that didn't contribute success is basically it does nothing. Uh, okay. In this check, uh, you do manage to hit it, but uh, it doesn't do as much damage to it as you might have expected to have happened to this creature. Partially because it's so big, um, also because a garbage can is not the most <laughs>
3: It. Devastating of
2: <laughs> No, It's a sort of a blunt instrument. But you guys definitely have, has, have its attention. Now it will go. And it is Uh-oh. going to run after Emily and swipe at her with its club.
1: Damn right it is. So
2: <laughs> I've got my positive die from him. He's got oh, a negative die from the club. And he's got his dexterity. He's got his brutish nature and his unnatural strength will both add positive dice to his pool, Um, but you are wearing a shield, right, Emily? Yeah, basically, yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna add a negative die from the shield to see if that'll cancel any of his successes. It cancels one of his dice. He's got a stress die left over. You give him a run for his money as you kind of, like, dodge out of the way of his club as best you can. And it does seem to trip him up a little bit as he um, rushes towards you. But he does get two successes. Otherwise, he does six damage to you. Oy. Holy cow, so, how does that work? <laughs> so that means that uh, you look at your physical trauma tracks... Mm-hmm. And you start filling in the boxes. You have six boxes to fill in. And you start from the lower left-hand corner. Holy crap. Yikes. <laughs> so that probably filled up your, two, your bottom two tracks for one and two. Yeah. Okay. So now that you have taken some damage, you begin to start having resistance. So once you fill up a whole tier of stress you gain resistance equal to the number of tiers you've filled in. So if you're if you've already filled in your second tier track, that means from now on, all damage that you take in the physical category, all stress you take in the physical category is going to be reduced by two. Because um it's just it's harder to do more damage to you after you've gotten like beat up and
3: one more scratch. Yes yeah, so a what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Yes. And yeah. then uh for like the way that it's represented in the mental or social, it's like you're becoming inert to the, the trauma or the stress that is right. um, happening to you. So that hurt. If you fill up all uh! three of your stress Ooh. tracks, um, you do have to test for death. So mm-hmm. that is scary. So if you fill up all three of your things, then we'll have to see whether you can cling to life or whether your fate is to be defeated by this giant monster. That is its turn. We will talk about healing traumas later when you guys have a breather, if you survive this uh, encounter. <laughs> and the uh, the short man takes the opportunity to rush over and pulls the sword out yes. of the mm. belt that the troll had. And he passes it, he like tosses it, to you, Darcy. And he okay. shouts out, okay. Use the sword! <laughs> in a oh, boy. Scottish kind of dwarvish accent, so it's probably sound more like, Use the sword! Or something like that. <laughs> I, <laughs> And it's back up to the top of initiative, so PCs, you guys can go in any order. So Darcy, you have a sword in your hand.
3: I now have a sword. Uh, is the troll thing ogre business monster uh still distracted by um by Emily? Oh, it it sure is. Good. Cool. Then I would like to do something I've always dreamed of doing, and that is uh climb up the back of the monster <laughs> and stab it, okay? Um because I, this thing should be easy to climb, right? Especially because climbing is like the one thing that I should really be able to do. <laughs> With circus,
2: yeah. So it's basically um, a troll. It is kind of like hunched over. So you're thinking that if you can pull yourself up by its belt, and uh-huh. then kind of you can kind of hold on to it like piggyback style, almost. That's kind of the position uh-huh. that you think you can get yourself into, cool. and then stab in that. its like kidney it area or something. Or anything
3: that I can like grab on. Yeah, up above. It's
2: got really like scraggly hair.
3: Awesome, that's great <laughs> Yeah, so what I'd like to do is like hop up and like just maybe stab it like right in the back spine region. Okay. Hopefully the sword isn't too gigantic. Can I wield it one-handed? Or is this like massive?:
2: No, this is a uh this is a one-handed sword.
3: Okay, cool. Um, All right, so I'm, I'm not going to be particularly good at this, but I'm hoping to go for vitals and f- brute force it. <laughs>
2: okay. So I'm going to say that going for vitals and brute forcing it is pushing yourself. So you should start start with uh, plus one positive and plus one negative. You Uh have your positive die to begin with. Yep. This sword is special. Oh, yay. It gives you two positive dice. Holy crap. Wow. All right. And I'm going to say that climbing up it... Gives you an environmental or situational factor to yeah. deal damage, but at the same time, it's more difficult because you could fall off and hurt yourself. Yep. So I think that's reasonable. another one in one. Uh huh. Anything else that you are? Um, I'm actually going to give you one more die on the positive side, and that is because Emily is tanking it with her oh, yeah, <laughs> trash <tried>. can. <laughs> 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 this is what I'm doing. <laughs>
1: That's amazing. Thank you, Emily. Hopefully, we can resolve this. <laughs> Hopefully, you don't die. Hopefully, <laughs> please be a different, decent striker and uh, actually kill, kill it, it while I'm keeping its attention. So this is a dexterity I don't check. Think we have a cleric. Okay.
3: All right. I'm gonna roll it. Three successes and one negative die remaining.
2: Okay. So you're gonna take one physical stress uh-huh. as you. Uh, it does kind of. and kind of straighten its back as you gouge it right in the spine area. (laughs) So you do fall down and you fall on your back, um, which gives you a little bit of physical um, stress. Uh But how many successes did you say that you had? I had three. Okay. Um, Now add three more damage from the sword.
3: So it does six damage to
2: the creature? Yes you do a heroic blow to its back and you not quite, but almost sever its spine with your um, blow from the sword. Um, Emily, it looks like you could finish it off or senda if there's something that you want to try doing. When you you fell off, you fell with the sword or is the sword still in it? Great question. The sword (laughs) is still in your hand, Darcy.
1: Okay. okay.
0: It was like if it was in the troll then I could like pound
2: it in further with yeah. my frying
0: pan. That would be pretty amazing.
1: <laughs> um can I I still have the the knife? You do. Um and I feel like I've been hit by the club uh but I'm by the troll's feet. So uh, I feel like I could stab uh my knife. Uh, is he wearing like great big thick shoes? Uh or? yeah, he's
2: got like hide shoes but his like, knee, the back of his knee area is exposed, and his lower thigh is exposed.
1: Hamstring (laughs) Yes. (laughs)
2: I'm going to sweep the leg. (laughs) (laughs) Sweep the leg, Emily. If I can. Excellent. Alright, so, um, add a positive die from, uh, just for free. Then, do you have any positive features for attacking him? that you want martial arts
3: training uh that seems reasonable yeah
2: i'd say that Mm -hmm. will give you some anatomical knowledge of where like the pressure point where the weak spot is on his leg so you can add a die from that the knife gives me plus one yes so you can add that and then finally um it is in so much pain right now that it's like kind of staggered back so it's going to give you one more positive die um then you're going to get two negative dice one from the drifting snow and the fact that you're, like, feeling the frostbite kind of creep in or start to. And one more from this thing is massive and you need to be careful to not get, like, for it to not fall over on you effectively if you, if you do stab it. Okay.
3: I mean, do you want to take the sword? If we're both on the ground, you could probably maybe get a bit, little better reach. Uh,
1: I just rolled. So I have two successes
2: and one die left.
3: Nice.
1: Leftover.
2: Okay, so you get one physical um, stress But I'm... and you do apply your resistance to it. Okay, so. It's probably nothing. Um, and how much extra damage does your kitchen knife do? Two. So, what is your damage total, including damage and successes? Four. Awesome. Uh, describe your kill. <laughs> um... <laughs> So I'm like down. Like, I
1: get knocked down and I get the wind knocked out of me. So I don't see um, Darcy like doing a lot of dance. I don't see Darcy at all. And I have no idea where Senda is. And I have played enough Dungeons and Dragons. haven't Haven't we all (laughs) i've played (laughs) enough dungeons and dragons (laughs) to know that if you aren't in sight of your allies (laughs) pretend like they're not there um because you might have to finish it off on your own anyway and so i see that um the back of the knee and the the leg is is exposed and i still have my knife and i'm like i have a knife hey look at that and i um just kind of I slash at it and do I think I do more damage than I think I do because I'm still uh, the wind has been still knocked out of me. And then uh, part of some of the um, I assume green blood <laughs> sprays on me as he fall <laughs> as the troll falls forward. away from away me.
2: The <laughs> <Right. laughs> troll falls, its mouth is kind of like hanging open, so its tongue is kind of hanging there limp as it goes face first into the snow. And the dwarf kind of looks up at you in kind of shock, but also relief. Um, You guys will drop out of structured time as the threat has gone away. Um, And yeah, so there's this kind of small, hairy little dude um, looking over at you. And he kind of makes his way through the snow and says... You are heroes, then. You are here to join the fight. <laughs> Damn straight. <laughs> Hello,
0: small man. What is... Th- <laughs> There's a lot of, like, <laughs> face-pulling. <laughs> what, what is the fight that you wh- What fight are you talking about? That's what I'm trying to get to.
2: Why? It is the twilight of the gods. It is Ragnarok.
1: Friends, Romans, podcasters, lend me your ears. My co-host Senda and I have an exciting announcement. Y'all have been so welcoming and affirming that we want to take She's a Super Geek to another level. We've launched a Patreon! Yay! For those who don't know, Patreon is a website through which you can financially support awesome independent artists like musicians, comic book creators, and I don't know, podcasters, if you feel like it, so that they can continue doing what they're doing. Senda and I would love to not only grow our own podcast, but also to help our expanding gaming hobby to become more gender inclusive. We want to reach more people attend more conventions, and offer swag to you, our fans. And this, I promise, every single person who pledges will get a shout-out on this very podcast. There are some great rewards, like naming an NPC, getting Sass Geek stickers, or having Senda draw your RPG character. Senda did our logo, so it's obvious she's pretty good. So please consider making a monthly donation at patreon.com slash at $50 a month. We will have covered all of our expenses at $150 a month. Senda and I will answer questions from our patrons once a month in an off Tuesday mini podcast. If you want to know why we did something we did while we were GMing, how to handle issues at the table, what we had for dinner, which one of us is the snort laugher. Become a patron and encourage your friends to as well. And if we can get to $1,000 a month, Senda will buy all of you a drink at Gen Con. Okay, so that's probably not going to happen, but it would be awesome if it did. Check us out at patreon.com sasgeek.
2: Soth approves this message.
1: We
0: hope you enjoyed episode 21 of She's a Super Geek. If you liked what you heard, please consider leaving us a five-star rating or review on iTunes or on Stitcher. It really does help new people find the show. You can also now find our Patreon at patreon.com slash sasgeek. If you'd like to interact with us, we're most active on Twitter at SASGeekPodcast, or you can find more ways to connect with us on our website, sasgeek.com. You can find Kat Ostrander on Twitter at lindevi L-I-N-D-E-V-I, or on her blog, TripleCrit.com. You can find Darcy on Twitter at Darcy L. Ross. End of the World is a role-playing game series from Fantasy Flight Games. Find more information or pick up the books yourself at your friendly local gaming store or on fantasyflightgames.com. Our theme song is "Rock and Roll Play Baby" by Kieran Strange. Find more fantastic music, tour dates, and merchandise on her website kieranstrange.com or follow her on Twitter for news and updates at kieranstrange. We'll see you in two weeks for our next adventure.